1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday. Uh, Very cold here in my basement, Noel. How about you? It's a little cold in my studio. Uh,
2: The heat doesn't circulate in here as well as it does the rest of the house. I have a little bit of like a wonky heating distribution system. My bathroom gets like sauna-level hot. Yeah. And then this room just gets like none of it. So I don't understand. But I'm no HVAC expert, so what do I know?
3: Well, Noel... You're not on the show because of your HVAC expertise.
2: (laughs) I know when I'm hot and I know when I'm cold and that should be enough. Well, does that mean you can come over and fix my heat? Uh, I'll give it my, I'll give it my best. Have you seen Brazil? Sure. Remember the, uh, the amazing role played, portrayed by, uh, 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 Robert De Niro. Yeah. um, He's the rogue, uh, heating and air expert. (laughs) It's good stuff. I don't know if you can see this Chuck, but, uh.
3: What do you got there, Noel? Hey! Wow, who's that little thing?
2: This is Estelle. This is Eden's sister. And Eden is at the dentist with her mom right now. And I uh, volunteered to watch her so that she didn't have to wiggle around the uh, the uh, waiting room. Hi, Estelle. The, uh, she can't you know,
3: hear me, though, right? She can't
2: hear you. Hold on. She can now. Say hi, Estelle. Hi.
3: How old are you? How many fingers is that? Three? Oh boy, I have a daughter who was five, and I remember three it was a lot of fun. Are you? Do you have a lot of fun? How was your Christmas?
2: Good. Talking to the mic.
3: What did you get for Christmas? Mm, a head. a potato head. A mis- potato head. She
2: got a Mr. Potato Head, a giant Mr. Potato Head, full of smaller Mr. Potato heads. Whoa. Awesome. It's awesome, right? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do our show, babe, but you can hang out. Just be a little quiet. All right. But you can hang out in here if
3: you want. Very nice to meet you. Uh, maybe
2: a cat would help a kitty come to me. Yeah, you can get the kitty, but it'd be very sweet because she's a little feisty.
3: <laughs> Working from home, everyone. <laughs> Boy, th- this show got a whole lot cuter than it was. It did indeed. Like she's three the minutes best. ago. She's the best. That's wonderful, Noel. Love yeah. love the guest appearance. Yeah. So uh, I thought what we would do here first, my friend, is and this circulated a while ago, but I never saw it. But uh, someone at some point found a handwritten note that David Fincher had scribbled his favorite 26 movies in no particular order. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm not aware of this at all. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And and it, you know, has it found its way online a while ago and I think has been reborn recently because I just saw it and looking over the list and we'll just kind of list through these things. It's really kind of cool because they're mainly movies as opposed to. As Casey Films. would say, cinema. <laughs> I gotcha,
2: gotcha, gotcha.
3: Have you seen Mank yet, by the way, Chuck? No, it's on the list. It's, uh, it's all about getting Emily in the right mood to watch it because she wants to, but she's got to be in the right mood for that one. I, I'll tell you,
2: Chuck, it's less of a mood neater than you might think. Okay. I thought the same thing, and I realized it's just fun and it moves like gangbusters. I yeah. think you guys will both really dig it.
3: Well, and, you know, you and I both, uh, along with many other people, obviously agree that David Fincher is one of the new masters, Mm -hmm. not new, but, you know, one of the current masters. Of our gen, of our generation. Yes, of our generation. Him (laughs) and Kanye, right? (laughs) Uh, So let's go through these movies here. He's got, um, and it's interesting how many of these have been covered on this very show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But he's got Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm -hmm. Great movie. One that we covered here with Paul. Early, early ep. Early. uh, Yeah, very early early up with uh, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Chinatown. Classic film that I covered on the show. That's right. Yeah. uh, Should we play Noel's Holes while we're going?
2: Uh, well, I've seen that one What's the classic line? I always get it wrong But it's just like It's Chinatown, baby <laughs> Yeah, that's it
4: <laughs>
2: Don't worry goes. about it It's Chinatown <laughs> Then he goes Sing, pop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Forget about it It's only Chinatown
3: No I think it's, it's uh, Forget about it, Jake uh, Now I can't even remember You uh, it's. Been,
2: it. I'm so sorry that's Please continue, right.
3: Chuck We'll figure it out All right uh, Next up we have Dr. Strangelove Another movie
2: we've covered. Amazing. I watched Being There the other night for the first time in a long time uh, with the uh, amazing Peter Sellers. Yeah. Um, and it's just great. It's it's something about it. It's like it's somewhere between satire and like pure realness. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of funny, but kind of sweet and kind of sad. And yeah. I, I highly recommend everyone. It'll make you feel good. Put it that way.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's a you just described Hal Ashby's filmmaking career sort of. Yeah. As a whole. But, uh taxi driver is up i'm sorry godfather 2 is up next and then taxi driver just back-to-back de niro classics amazing i mean these are some of the best films of all time i love that totally his list is like kind of straight up great movies the line by the way is forget it jake it's chinatown forget it jake that's right uh next up noel is being there oh shit right on he must be a big peter sellers guy Mm -hmm. how can Mm -hmm. you not be Except that he was kind of a garbage human in real life.
2: <laughs> That's what I hear. And I read something very interesting, and I had forgot about this at the you know the movie. I, I'm not going to do a spoiler, but the movie ends in a way that could be divisive to some. Let's just say it could be and interpreted
3: in many ways. Yes, it
2: really, really can. And I and, and I'm not going to spoil it because it's a movie that a lot of people have not seen, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend it, um, as do we all, as does Mr. Fincher apparently. And it ends with credits rolling over a deleted outtake scene yeah. of Peter Sellers <laughs> cracking up, trying to say this line. And Sellers you hated tell that the fact. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, you tell that asshole. What's his name, Raphael, Raphael, or whatever? Yeah, exactly. um And Sellers hated that they did that. He thought it cheapened the ending. He thought it cheapened the whole punch and the mystique of the character. I agree. And he thinks. I think so too. I didn't. I'd forgotten about that and had just read that and then saw it. I was like, ooh, what a weird choice.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, altics are always funny. Seeing someone break character and Crack Up is always funny. Bloopers are always fun. But I think in this case, yeah, I totally agree. Like you built all this mystique up about this sort of otherworldly character uh, and who are they even. And then to end on a blooper reel of that character, Mm -hmm. it does kind of knock it down.
2: It happens instantly, too, after the big punch of this final moment that I'm yeah. hedging around. It happens, boom, instantly, before yeah. you even have a chance to,
3: like, it's, think it it's through. It's jarring. It's really <laughs> jarring. Hal made an odd choice there. It was a very strange thing to do. Agreed. Uh, next up is a movie I have not seen, and I really want to, All That Jazz. I haven't seen it. I think uh, the Bob Fosse classic. I really want to see that. I should just... That's a big hole for me. Totally. Uh, next up, we have Alien.
2: Pretty sure that's on, if you have HBO Max, Chuck, I'm pretty sure all that jazz is on their little Turner Classic Movies collection. Oh, okay. All right. I'll have to check that out.
3: Uh, Alien is is Alien. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he ended up directing an Alien entry into that franchise and not a very good one. Kind of one of Fincher's only missteps, I think. I believe it was like just after seven or maybe just before, but it was definitely considered
2: like an odd choice and not a particularly great movie. Um, but it, and I think it's almost like one that you don't even consider part of his oeuvre. Well, you can't do that,
3: Noel. You can't say just throw out the bad one. I guess you're right, Chuck. I <laughs> guess you're right. <laughs> um, but I know what you mean. Not uh, like a, a Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. He kind of was absor- absorbed into this franchise and kind of a director for hire situation as yeah. opposed to an auteur kind yeah, of thing, I which get is it. literally everything else that he's ever done. I'm surprised we have no one's picked that movie yet. I'm dying to do Alien on the show. Alien's so good. Uh, how do favorites? you feel about aliens? That's great. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not favorite. all great, but they're all fun. Well, it's funny
2: too. Like speaking of odd uh, directing choices, one of I think Alien Resurrection was directed by the team that did Delicatessen and uh, City of Lost Children. You know, on yeah, Exactly, they directed Alien Resurrection. I believe. I think you're right. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, next up, we have the classic Alfred Hitchcock film Rear Window. Love it. Uh, next up, we have the Woody Allen classic, uh, one of the first mockumentaries, uh, Zelig. Great movie. I, my, I, I am all holes when it comes to Woody Allen. Uh, gross. <laughs> have you not seen any of his movies, literally? Uh, I've
2: seen Midnight in Paris. Is oh, that huh. what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the only one I've
3: actually seen all the way through. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, he's, he's problematic to uh, champion these days. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. For many years, not just these yes. days. Uh, next up, we have Cabaret. I think that's another Bob Fosse movie, if I'm not mistaken, right? I do believe that's right, yes. Cabaret movie. I so Fossey
2: was, was he like, he did all the, the choreography too, right? Wouldn't he have been very hands-on with that stuff?
3: I think that he was uh, a mu- like a dancer, musical choreographer, or dance choreographer guy, yeah. yeah I think he was the full multi-hyphenate.
2: Yeah, on, on, uh, on Wikipedia he's described as an American dancer, musical theater choreographer, actor, theater director, and filmmaker.
3: Nice resume. Mm -hmm. nice nice cv as they would say in the uk indeed he did uh the lenny bruce movie
2: starring dustin hoffman
3: oh yeah uh, which 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 i believe has zero dance in it if i'm not mistaken (laughs) Yeah, no dance no (laughs) dance at all uh next up we have a movie that josh clark uh, used to call his favorite movie uh paper moon Mm. but these are all great of course jaws is on there next Love it Fincher wouldn't No you love it There's no, no way you he love could it. not do that Yeah 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 uh, Lawrence of Arabia Another movie I've covered so many of these on the show yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. That uh... I,
2: I have not seen that one. I know uh, after you Ooh, did it, definitely. I was like, you you, you hadn't seen it either, right? Or no? I had not it?
3: at the time. Yes,
2: that's right. And so that's what made me uh, really want to take the plunge. Because it's one of those ones you hear about. Yeah. And you just hear how epic and gorgeous it is. And I just, I've always missed it. So I'm going to put that on my list now. I have a list, by the way, that I'm actually keeping up oh, um, good. with my, this lady that I've been seeing who uh, hasn't seen a whole lot of movies, admittedly, but loves movies. So I've been making this list of stuff for us to watch together. Some of them some are movies that are my old favorites that uh-huh. I want to turn her on to. And some are like things that I think we'd be fun to watch together. So that's I'm going to put Lawrence of Arabia on the list.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's one of those movies where you're like, do I really need to see Lawrence of Arabia? Uh, and the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It is that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have a movie we have not covered in here, but I love very much. All the President's Men. Hmm uh next yeah it's a it's a hole for me Uh, yeah all right you got some fincher holes
2: i do i do uh
3: next up eight and a half uh fellini's eight and a half i mean that this that one dances closest to cinema as anything on the list i think sure sure a great movie though i've seen all these except for uh, the fossey ones Mm -hmm. uh citizen kane how do you not put that on there totally great movie days of heaven oh boy he's really after my heart Another movie I've covered on here. Uh, Animal House. Oh, that's fun. Look at Fincher with his Animal House pick. People love Animal House. I
2: think he's of the right age where that would have been like an important movie for him growing up. And it might be some nostalgia there.
3: Yeah, because you contend does not age well as a comedy for modern audiences. I did
2: not find it so. But I know that people who love it
3: grew up with it. Well, that's me. Uh, Road Warrior. Oh, mm-hmm. Fincher seems like a lot of fun to hang out with. Although, Road Warrior is the
2: original, right? That's that's number one.
3: uh yes. Road Warrior is number two. Mad Max ah. was the original.
2: Okay, got it, got it.
3: Road Warrior is is great. Well, they were both great. Um, I was about to say Fincher's probably a lot of fun to hang out with and watch a movie, but I've heard actually, who was it that told the story about watching a movie with David Fincher? Oh, it was one of his actors. Maybe shit, I can't remember. But one of his actors said that he told a story about watching a movie of Pinterest pretty terrible because all he does is sit there and kind of nitpick it out loud. Right. <laughs> and not in a grumpy way, but just like, why would they put the camera there? What is yeah. that light coming in from the, that back room? What is that all yes. about? Like stuff that? like
2: that. <laughs> That's funny.
3: Like the minutiae. Uh, next up, we have another Mel Gibson movie. A uh, movie that I think is sort of underrated, The year, uh, Year of Living Dangerously. I am not even aware. Great movie. Tell me more about it. Uh, Well, it's Mel Gibson, um, sort of a younger Mel Gibson. Uh, It's a story. It's sort of a a love affair period piece. Oh, okay. Uh, Australian movie. Peter Weir, of course. That's why it's great. The great, great Peter Weir.
2: Oh, gorgeous poster. It's one of those like classic hand painted, like
3: old Hollywood type posters. But it would have been what? In the 70s? Yeah uh early 80s i think yeah 82 year of living dangerously very good movie uh then we have american graffiti classic americana uh the terminator that's fun that he would put that on the list because <laughs> I love that. I,
2: I will say there's something about the Terminator. We've talked about this where it's almost more like a slasher movie than it is like a sci-fi movie. And I love the like 80s kind of you know like neon drenched nostalgia of that and the soundtrack and just like the whole like unstoppable kind of Michael Myers ness that is
3: the Terminator. Yeah. No, for sure. And ages pretty well, you know, like the the effects look a little corny at times but it fits the era and it, it it's great it's still a really fun watch i think agreed uh monty python and the holy grail wow Fincher is amazing. just killing it amazing he's covering all the bases and then the last two are the exorcist and the graduate mm-hmm. wow i mean this could this could be my list in many ways yeah
2: it's quite a good list. The Graduate's so fun because it's like the Graduate to me is very like proto Wes Anderson. Like it's like it's kind of or, or like it's it's, it's very Rushmore esque kind of. It's a little more straightforward and dry than that, but it has that same kind of wink wink kind of like wryness to it that I really like. Uh, I, I, it sets the tone for a lot of those types of movies to come.
3: Yeah, I, I do I don't think Wes Anderson would deny being influenced by The Graduate in some ways for sure.
1: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if
0: you choose paper, you're a paper Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet.
3: Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, I asked the Crushers this yesterday, Noel, and got 400 replies. Oh goodness! Wow. Uh, and I can't believe I had not asked this yet. If you could have a successful career in movies, what would your job be? Um, what would your job be, Noel? Uh, shoot, man. I swear we've done this one before.
2: Maybe not this exact one. Um, I would. Yeah, I would love to be like a. Uh, Music director or like um, soundtrack curator. you know? music, supervisor, is that yeah, music supervisor Yeah, music supervisor.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I could see you doing a really good job doing that, Noel. It's a tough racket to break into, though. I'm sure, because everybody wants it. Everybody I make mixtapes. Tapes. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. how to make
2: some. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> well, it's fun, too, because, you know, it's called spotting when you actually sit down and watch the movie and, and plant the cue, uh, you know, along with the director. But they lean on the music supervisor to to do their thing and exercise their expertise. Totally. Uh, all right, we're going to start with Anika Razak Ahmed. Great name. Uh, working with budgeting. I want to know what goes into making a movie. Sounds boring, but I would love a cost breakdown. Mm. Yeah, that would be... Uh, I mean, a lot of people have their hands in that pie, but um, generally that's the line producer, Annika.
2: Interesting.
3: Uh, unless you really want to work in like... Payroll or something and that's that's sort yeah, of different yeah. though. but the line so, producers whoa. who kind of helps m- the budget stay on track and make sure everyone has what they need.
2: But that's after the budget has been determined, right? So the the, the budget gets greenlit basically with the picture. Or they they say we're going to greenlight this picture, greenlight this picture, and and uh, give it you know yeah a, a thirty million dollar budget, and that's it, not yes. anymore.
3: But the line producer is uh, is who comes up with that budget, along with the the director and the the studio and everything. But they literally have to do. And Emily did this when she was a producer because sometimes jobs didn't have line producers. But it's called a budget breakdown, and there's software that helps you. Basically, fill out this huge spreadsheet. Like when they budget a movie, they just don't think. Eh, this feels like a twenty million dollar picture. Like they have it lined out. Like we need this many people. We need this many actors. We need an animal wrangler. We need two stunt people on this day. And you know, it's very meticulous. Is how they come up with that number. And then they have to negotiate that number, obviously, and loose stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, do you really need that stunt person? Yep. That kind of. Do you really
2: need that explosion? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: Uh, let me see here. Uh, I've been Louise, uh, Burke Great name. I'm sure I butchered that. A uh, practical special effects designer, animatronics and budgeting creatures. I'm sorry. Building creatures. Always been my dream. Wow. That's amazing. I love seeing all these different jobs. Uh, Hannah, like no one said director yet. Hannah Duffy says Foley artist. Uh, Trish Lauderhouse Gilbreth, one of our old friends says set deck, a uh, set decorator. love to shop for things. And then decorate all types of settings. That is a fun job. I've done that.
2: Are they Are they the same person, though, the people that actually do the buying? Or, or, or is that a separate job?
3: Well, I mean, it depends on the job. If it's a, a small TV commercial, you might be buying the stuff and and decorating the room. But on big movies, you have shoppers who go out and do that. I've
2: met a few set deck people here in Atlanta who kind of have their own like collection of shit. You know what I mean? They have like their own little shop and they'll just like, Oh, this will work really well for this. And they'll just bring in their little trinkets and, you know, stuff like that. And also there's a few houses around here that actually almost are like these, you know, movie, you know, um, prop type houses and they have like yard sales occasionally where you'll go and oh, you can yeah, just cool. buy all this weird miscellaneous furniture and like trinkets and cups and cutlery and plates. And it's all stuff that's been used for set deck in different productions.
3: Yeah. A prop shop going out of business sale was a lot of fun. I've actually been to one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Thiel, one of our old friends says I'd love to be a behind the scenes still photographer. Yeah. Set photographer. Th- th- that is also uh, Scott. I'm not sure if you knew this, but the person that usually um, one of those stills becomes the movie poster.
2: Interesting. Uh, Interesting.
3: Usually when you see the movie poster and it's from the movie, it's not like they just said, hey, let's just steal that frame. It is actually a photograph that the set photographer took.
2: That makes sense. Quick, quick backtrack, Chuck, because I'm, I'm now very fascinated by this movie. The Year of Living Dangerously, which we spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. from 1982, uh, everyone will probably remember the actor Linda Hunt who famously was the like visual I think she maybe does the voice too, uh visual um inf- inspiration for that weird little character in the impossible in the Incredibles movie. Yeah, Linda uh, Hunt's great yeah. Linda Hunt. She is in Living Dangerously and was nominated for or she won rather an Academy Award uh, and she became the first person to win an Oscar for portraying a character of the opposite sex. Yeah, she so played she, a man. She plays a, a male character in that. That's fascinating. I'm really putting that one on my list
3: now. Because of that. That pushed it over the top.
2: No, I love Linda Hunt, but that's fascinating. (laughs) And now that I've been looking it up and seeing some stills, it looks like a really fun movie, like a very interesting movie. So I'm looking forward to it.
3: Uh, Austin Handler, one of our oldest friends says uh, he's an interior designer now. So feasibly I could transition to set designer, Uh, but I'd rather be director, cinematographer uh, or director of photography, which is the same thing as cinematographer. Yeah. Austin set your sights high, my friend. Might as well. You know what I would want to do, Noel, director. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should. You, you could
2: do it, Chuck. You're good at. You're good at Boston. People around.
3: <laughs> uh, editor. That would be a lot of fun too, because I love Just the kidding. the edit process. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Being well, a wait, if,
2: if you're if you're a director, I mean, you also sit in the edit bay a lot of the time and help make those decisions. So it's like a collaborative For sure kind of
3: process a lot of the time. Uh, Tracy Fox, I want to be the person that creates props. Prop master. Uh, I'm sure there's a technical term, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the prop master Fabricator
2: or something like that? Well, I mean,
3: you know, sometimes there can be a prop shop where you are actually building things if it does not exist. But the prop master also just works with the props. Like, I think the rule is anything the actor touches is a prop as opposed to a decoration. Got it. So, like, you know, if you pick up a pocket watch and look at it, it's a prop. A gun is a prop.
2: And oftentimes they'll have to have like many, many duplicates of it or like different versions of it, especially if it, if it is like becomes a plot point in the movie and like, you know, kind of travels with the character throughout the movie, they might have to distress it a little bit or have different versions that look a little different over time
3: and stuff. Uh, Noel, I worked uh, on very few movies, but I worked on a low budget movie called The Good Humor Man. And it was a period piece, 70s movie about these high school kids, sort of a, dazed and confused kind of thing um, in which I worked with a very young uh, Jason Siegel, actually. I don't think I've ever told that story. He was in the movie before he was anybody. And I remember him telling me stories about, uh, yeah, I'm working with Jack Black on this thing and I got a lot of things in the fire. And I was like, you know, everyone has those stories. I was like, yeah, buddy, sure. And uh, what do you know, Jason Siegel. But uh, I was the joint roller uh, on that movie because they needed lots of joints, the prop department didn't uh, know how to do that right, and I did. So as a PA, I rolled all the joints, and I even requested that my uh, on-screen credit be PA slash joint roller. That's amazing. And I'm looking this
2: up, Chuck, and it has uh, the dude that played Hugo in Lost was in it, uh, which yeah, is Jorge. amazing. Jorge and uh, Kelsey Grammer? What was he like? I've heard he's an odd character.
3: He was actually very nice, and I buddied up with his... Uh, uh, the two women that he worked with in his production company were there a lot, and they ended up being like good friends of mine for a little while. He was very nice. He had bad feet; that was his deal. He um, oh. had uh, he had problems with his feet. Had to wear special shoes and kind of uh, spending a lot of time on his feet was troublesome for him.
2: Got it. But he so was so. Is this nice a kinda... remake? Cause there's a 1950s movie that no. Jack Carson. Okay, no, no, no,
3: no not not a remake at all. Okay, um but yeah, Jorge was in it, and he was actually. In it because the director was a guy who directed all the TV commercials I worked on for like two years, and he, um, Jorge from Lost, uh, was in almost every one of those TV commercials. So I worked with him all the time. Very nice guy. And when he got on Lost, it was it was awesome because he was That's such a great. good dude.
2: He seems like it.
3: Uh, Caroline Gaston, one of our oldest friends, says I very much wanted to work in casting, and maybe in another universe, a universe where I hadn't met uh that boyfriend at that time and that kept me from moving away that's precisely what i'm doing sure all right sure. yeah casting's a lot of fun
2: uh let Casting me see. is great oh that's a, that's a fun game to play just like on the show we've done that a million times where yeah. it's like
3: who would who would be a Casting good cast
2: couch. pick for this biopic or whatever you know i love it's fun
3: uh the gooch our old pal david gooch screenwriter or character actor feel like writing uh is what i'm best at but i'd love to be that guy I love that I don't I don't think I, you you don't get to say I am now a
2: character actor. <laughs> I think I think history has to decide that's what you are. You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, sure. I kind of I know what he's saying though.
2: I know what he's saying, to and I'm, I'm mainly teasing, but you, you, yeah. when you think of a person who's an amazing character actor, you think that because of their resume and right. because it's really long and varied. You know what I mean? And it just sort of happens that way, I think.
3: Yeah, but you also, that that can be something you shoot, shoot for. If you're an actor That's and true. you have a certain look and you know you're not leading man material, like that is a, an avenue you could uh, try to be a character actor. Totally true. And use what, uh, what the good Lord gave you, Noel.
2: Shake what the good Lord gave you on the screen
3: in various different ways. Uh, Let me see here. Meg uh, Bascaran says, I imagine someone on the production side, calendar, schedules, logistics, creating call sheets. Yeah, so you would want to be a, uh, if it was a movie, Meg, you would probably be a unit production manager would be my guess, a UPM.
2: Chuck, have we talked about the thread on the Crushers page about how much joy it gives people when you butcher the pronunciation of their name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think know if we
3: talked about it, but it, it it's, is funny. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's I wonderful. do my best, but it's, it's kind of become a bit, so I'm no, glad everyone great. has patience with it. It's, oh, it's great. No one gets mad. It's nice. No, no, no. That's my point. Not only do they not get mad, they, they crave that. They're like, please, Chuck, <laughs> mispronounce the hell out of my name. I'm sorry to all the Smiths and Joneses out there. Yeah. I'll try and mispronounce those. Uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel Magiana, great name, mm-hmm. stuntman, but only as a driver. I'm scared of heights. So Miguel, what you would actually want to be probably is called a precision driver. Uh, And those people can do stunts, but they can also be the person that just, you know, drives sort of fast to pull into the parking space in a really quick way. Like sometimes they can't even have the actor do something like that, you know?
2: Yeah. Or like whip it around or like do a donut, but maybe not necessarily a high speed car chase or a stunt.
3: Yeah. Go out there and do a donut. Do a donut. Precision driver. Those those uh those people are always fun. Uh Zach Hawkins, I'd love to build a movie sets. I'm a carpenter. Would really enjoy the fruits of my labor being immortalized in a movie. Yeah, Zach, you would be a well, you'd be a carpenter. Or maybe a if lead I man.
2: A <laughs> if I were a carpenter. If
3: I were that's not how it goes, but you know what I'm getting at. Sure. Uh one of our old friends, Kristen Bitsagai, says, I mean, if I could be successful, I would totally be an actor. I've done tons of live TV and have had a radio show for several years, but I haven't acted since high school. But I enjoy it, and while I'm not great, I'll commit under your premise of being successful. That's great. Uh, Christy Caroline says, or Carolyn says, pyrotechnics are having to take the photos of the characters for dressing the houses or whatever it's called. (laughs) Okay. Dressing the houses or whatever it's called. I love it. Yeah, well, that's actually, that's kind of right on it. Uh, Yvonne Bodet, one of our old pals, says, soundtrack maker, doer guy that adds music person to montages scenes, dude. Love it. <laughs> Official. Uh, Jeff Noel's is another uh, composer. He wants to be a composer or a Foley artist. And he says, hell, I, I wouldn't mind just selling one of my songs. Yeah, Jeff's a musician.
2: You know, I, I tell you, I got to get you the contact for this dude. And I'm, I'm totally spacing on his name right now. It's a guy who does, a, a, he, he was one of the original guys that Adult Swim hired to do uh, music for a lot of their weirdo cartoons. And he, he was sort of in the early days of like Cartoon Network being a little more like edgy and modern. And then it kind of created Adult Swim. Um, he has this amazing studio in Atlanta where he does Foley work. And I got to go and hang out with him and like see his little Foley setup. And it was a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try try to connect you up with him because i think he'd be a great guest
3: totally man that sounds great uh one of our old pals vanessa cashman says costume design i could watch entire movies and series based solely on costumes yeah uh britney uh jeldon says i would love to create title sequences they set the tone for the movie and can create some great foreshadowing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. boy everyone wants to do all these fun jobs Noel, i really love seeing how few people are like Superstar actor or big shot director.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
3: yeah, let me exactly. see. Nathan Ostrut says, a location scout. What a blast that would be. Well, we have a location scout uh, in our audience. Robert Paulson.
2: Maybe you should His have Paulson. Robert on the Paulson. Yeah.
3: Uh, Mike Sam says, movie critic. Or is that bending the rules too much? i uh, love to write, but I think it'd get too attached to ideas and be labeled a problematic writer. Oh, I don't think that's stretching it. That, that's film adjacent. World needs it's critics, good. Noel.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I've mentioned uh, there's a film criticism podcast out of Chicago that I really did called uh, Film Spotting. And they do a good job of like not being too, too, too pretentious. Like they're, they're accessible and they you know get a little pretentious here and there, but they're very listenable. And I, I highly recommend if you're looking for some film criticism that doesn't make you want to stab your eyes out, uh, this would be a good one for you.
3: Excellent. Uh, one of her old friends, Jenna Van Valen, says, "Oh, I'd play the chubby, quirky girl in small indie films." Jenna, that's great. I'd be there, right? I'd be the chubby, quirky boy who was your best pal.
2: Yeah, and p- p- potential. He was there the whole time, love interest. Yeah, and then the, I, in the in, in the third <laughs> act,
3: and then I took off my glasses and I let down my hair. And uh, what do you know? I was beautiful. gorgeous. Yeah. Erica Hogan says, "I'm an accountant, and I'd love to be an accountant for a movie." I'm always curious about the cost of movies and what all goes into the creation of a movie. Paying bills and making sure it's within budget is the best way to do that. I love that, Erica. You could do that. Mm-hmm. You have the skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Tully also wants to put together movie soundtracks. Uh, Joy Layman wants to be an editor, both creative and insanely detailed. Sounds fun. Uh, it is fun. Uh, Amy Claude Felter says, Set continuity. I'm the one who notices the tiniest of misplacements with a glass, that gets broken with two different patterns from seven different takes. Uh, yes, you would be a script supervisor, Amy. Is is that scripty? Yeah, scripty. That'd be a great job for you. I think I broke scripty down in one of our uh, previous segments.
2: I think so, too.
3: Uh, Leah Mitchell, one of our old pals, says set design. Uh, Rochelle Jones says I'm a numbers person's. So, as sad as it sounds, I'd want to work on the account side. I love all these people that want to be movie accountants.
2: It's pretty. <laughs> someone's got to do it. And if they're, if, hey, if you got passion for numbers, why not?
3: Yeah. Uh, Louis Arata says, if not a character actor, then a Foley artist. You got a lot of people that want to be Foley artists, Noel. Everyone all, wants to make the we, clippity, clippity clops. Those, uh, Everyone wants those to play in the dirt and make yeah. the clippity clops and, and punch the ham. Punch the ham. <laughs> Uh, Sammy Cahill wants to be a prop master or shop for the props. Alex Stock wants to do animatronics, special effects, and creature design. Uh, My friend PJ Sadasky in L.A., one of my best friends, wants to be a fluffer. Very funny, PJ. (laughs) Ha ha! Bazing! Bazinga. Uh, Sarah Nagy, one of our old friends, uh, went to film school because she wanted to make documentaries like Planet Earth, but quickly learned how hard it is. To be a documentarian. Now I'm a science teacher, but would love the chance to travel and record animals in amazing places all over the world. It's never too late, Sarah. Get the camera or just buy a couple of more iPhones and you're set. Oh, I'm sure
2: we've talked about this and it's pretty obvious to most people that watch these, but I think it's fascinating and I just absolutely applaud these people. Like to get like a 10-second animal action shot. Sometimes they're like posted up in the swamps for like mm-hmm. a week. Oh, sure. You know? And, and then the, the editing on those, by the way, like it's just absolutely phenomenal where they edit these things together, especially like in the Planet Earth series or things like Microcosmos or, oh, yeah, or yeah. like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Winged Migration, where they make these stories that, you know, I mean, it's not like they're lying. There is truth behind them or they represent truth, but they edit these things together to make these like narratives. And it's so meticulous and beautiful. And I, I think it's absolutely just like such a specialized, wonderful skill.
3: You know, Terrence Malick was uh, famous for doing things like well he's famous for shooting like millions of feet of film for a movie Uh, but one reason why is he would send his second unit out and say something like hey uh there's a there's a rare bird that makes this sound and uh, go take a camera and go spend three days out there until you can find this bird making the sound and shoot it (laughs) and take like 300 cans of film with you that's incredible and he would get it yeah Uh, Charles Martin Akers, one of our old pals, says, writer-director, if I had the talent for it. Yeah, I mean, being an auteur is certainly a great job. A bunch of people want to be fluffers. All men, imagine that. Uh, (laughs) Kelly Butler Olson, one of our old pals, says, I would enjoy acting or on-set teacher for child actors. Interesting. Oh,
2: that's really sweet. You know, This is one of those roles you don't really think about, but it's so important.
3: Yeah, they were always... uh, Onset teachers were always very nice, but also a little uh, bulldoggy about making sure those kids got their education. It was great. Like, sometimes they'd be like, no, they haven't got their hour. And, like, you got to wait.
2: I, I saw the most lovely little uh, uh, movie trivia. Fact Nugget the other day I follow I follow a bunch of weird Facebook groups And one of them is devoted to Danny DeVito It's called Danny DeVito egg posting Because he's in this character And always saying Philadelphia he likes eggs And it was a post that says uh, you know, reminds people that Danny DeVito directed the movie Matilda from 1996. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's a little, you know, text exchange or like a comment exchange that's screenshot, and it says, "Hold up, Danny DeVito directed the most influential film of my childhood." And then someone responds and says, "Not only directed it, but starred in it. Took care of Mara Wilson, who played Matilda, <laughs> while her mother was in hospital with cancer, oh my and Lord. even managed to get an advance copy of the movie for her to watch before she succumbed to her illness. The man is a treasure." Wow, that's great. I loved I that. That was dead. incredible. I <laughs> so do too. Cool. I do too. He just exudes like goodness, you know? I love it.
1: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there.
3: All right, Noel, we're going to move on to our final segment today, uh, one that Ruby came up with. Oh, Uh, nice. I was doing these last night. I was coming up with these, and Ruby walked up and uh, said, what are you doing? I said, what's a good question, Ruby? I can ask for Movie Crush. And she said, "Uh, knock, knock joke. (laughs) So I said, oh, great. I said, describe a movie using a knock, knock joke. Very creative, Noel. So here we go. Benjamin Johnston got um, many, many uplikes and loves for this. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mother. Mother who? A boy's best friend is his mother, Norman. You should know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cute. These are fun. Uh, Knock, knock. This is from Grant Woody. Knock, knock. Who's there? Cindy Lou. (laughs) Cindy Lou who? Oh, that's correct. Are you familiar with my work? (laughs) Very, very cute. Very cute. I I didn't know if anyone would be able to come up with anything, and there's like a hundred of these. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Oh, this there? is, I'm sorry, Jake Nielsen. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hi, I'm looking for Alice. Hi, I'm looking for Alice who? Oh, we just moved in. This is her old place, and so Alice doesn't, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh Alice uh-huh. doesn't live here anymore. All right, these are kind of fun. Uh, Kristen Bitsuguay said she uh, yoinked this from another site, but I wanted a joke Ruby would get. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell who? Think your doorbell is out of order. <laughs> oh pazing this is from luke richardson all right luke knock knock who's there memento
2: memento who
3: do i know you exactly <laughs> i don't know i don't think so i don't know yeah i'm amazed at how fun and creative these are
2: they're very fun and very creative Boy, these Huge are props. Props. the movie crush community is just the, the 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 best
3: i know it's so much fun uh becca lou one of our oldest friends has a great one here i think it Actually, might have gotten the most uh, up likes. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Dana. Dana who? There is no Dana, only Zool. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> By far my favorite so far. Uh, our old pal Rebecca Robe says, oh, my heart. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad we're not
2: watching Frozen again? <laughs> I like Frozen, and I'm fine with watching it again. But How many I times have it. you seen it? Oh, plenty. Not, I mean, not not anymore. But when it came out, it was actually like a really important movie for me and my and Eden because she like really that was the first movie she really was like, oh my god, I'm into movies. I love this movie and the songs. Uh, And now she's a surly teenager, and it's I can't get her to love anything. But it's going to come back around, Chuck. It's going to come back around. Are you saying she let it go, Dol? She let a car, dude. no, she's so niche in her uh her uh, fandoms now, and it's things that I just don't really fully like understand. I never thought oh, it would happen, Chuck, that's where uh, we are but yeah, that's <laughs>
3: where we are that's where we are uh Erica Renee Bossart <laughs> says knock knock, who's there harry Harry who uh nice to meet you, Harry. I'm Sally. that's
2: very cute, when harry very met cute. Sally. that's awesome
3: I you know did I tell you we've talked about this I have not seen that
2: uh in one sitting. I've only seen like bits of it. I need to watch it. It's I great. heard that it was, that originally had a not happy ending. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that, that 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 was written so that they like you know didn't end up together or whatever.
3: Hmm. Sammy Cahill, knock knock, who's there? Rooney's gonna get. Rooney's gonna get who? Ferris Bueller. Chicka chicka. Bow bow. <laughs> chicka, chicka chicka. Okay, here we go. Benjamin right. Johnston, knock knock. Yes, who's there? A census taker. A census taker who? A census taker, you say? I'm just about to enjoy fava beans and a nice Chianti. Would you like to come in? (laughs) Oh, groan. That's amazing. Knock, knock. This is from Carly uh, Padovani Petit.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. She loves it when you uh, Mm -hmm. you add a little Italian (laughs) stank to her name, she said. Uh,
3: Uh, Knock, uh, knock. Who's there? Do you want to build a snowman? Do you want to build a snowman? Who? Olaf, silly. Go away, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That sounds like a joke Ruby would write, actually. I think so. That's I very think good. so. Yeah. Uh, this is from Liz Ann. Knock, knock. Who's there? Werewolf. Werewolf who? Their wolf. Their castle. Young Frankenstein. I tried.
2: Got it. Hey, tr- you know
3: said. what? All we ask is, <laughs> is, is is that you try, that you give it your all uh here's another memento one from will burke knock knock who's there me me who i don't know that's the point
2: <laughs> uh-huh it is
3: all right let's do a few more of these
2: i can only take about a few more chuck i'm 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 about to have, go into uh, sugar shock from the <laughs> sweetness here
3: knock knock this is from john hewitt knock knock who's there i am i am who i am a jedi like my father before me that's cute
2: you also go i also would have accepted i am legend okay i would have accepted that
3: sure knock knock who's there day
2: day who day oh
3: ah thought that was maybe where that was going beetlejuice Uh uh-huh do you think this is sweetness Noel, or do you think you're about to lose your mind from knock knock jokes
2: it's. I don't know. It's a combination of the two. It is like there is something inherently corny and sweet <laughs> that, you, that ha- there's a formula that has to go in a knock knock joke that makes them be pretty wholesome and kind of sweet. I guess there could be filthy knock knock jokes, but I don't. I don't have any time or place for those in my life.
3: Yeah, agreed. Uh, Bill Horton says this knock knock. Who is there? What? What? Who? What? what who say what one more motherfucking time ah, i dare you yeah. okay winner
2: ding <laughs> ding 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 that's that's clever use of the form that's subverting the form that is and subverting turning the yes form. i love that i love that
3: all right these are great everyone we're gonna leave these up there there are over a hundred of these i'm very very pleased uh i'm gonna read some of these to ruby tonight when she gets home from school uh, I'll filter out the, the bad ones and the ones she won't understand. No,
2: no, no. You got to lead with the motherfucker one, man. It's time for her to learn that motherfucking word.
3: Oh, I think she's probably heard it. You're probably right.
2: Did I tell you that my daughter has an aversion to swears? That she, uh, she clearly knows them and is aware of them. But if any time I swear, she goes, that's a bad word, dad. But she's kind of making fun of me and trolling me a little bit. But I also can tell she genuinely doesn't like swears.
3: Yeah, you know, we kind of normalized it. We We slip up and curse some, but... She doesn't really notice and she hasn't really repeated much. Mm-hmm. I think she said shit a couple of times mm. uh a couple of years ago. Yeah. But um yeah, it's good. It's, you it's know. interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, we don't get too bent out of shape about words No,
2: at all. no, no, I, I don't I don't either. That's my point. And I'm yeah. literally trying to tell her, Eden, why are you so hung up on it? It's just words. She goes, That's a bad word. I'm like, Oh, come on.
3: That's right. I mean, she's she same in school. Fine. Uh, all right not. Noel well that wraps it up for this week uh, so we're gonna we're gonna gift this episode to our friends out there in movie crush land uh, thanks to all the crushers for all those fun knock knock jokes and uh, I'm gonna leave those up like I said so people can check it out and over 400 people who responded about uh, what movie job they'd like to do I really do love seeing the variety and people uh, wanting to do all kinds of things we could field a production Noel with our gang here I would love that and all I, our bases are fun. covered all our bases are covered. It'd be, a, it'd be a family affair. A family affair. All right. Thanks, buddy. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Bye.
0: Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown, edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson, and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce City Market, Atlanta, Georgia, for iHeartRadio.
2: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell
4: Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.